0: Listeners, welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic, the podcast. Spiritual Musings, sometimes
1: amusing. I'm Tracy. And I'm Laura.
0: <laughs> welcome back to your listeners.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: It's a pleasure to be back again this week. Is on it, this rainy Tuesday yes. morning. It is very drizzly mm. and we'll have a short turnaround time because this episode will be dropping tomorrow morning on mm-hmm. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So we're getting it in there, Tracy. We are. Just squeezing <laughs> it in at the end of the finish line. Why not? And it's just you and me and we might as well um, have a little chat about Patreons before we get in yeah. to the topic for today, which is a biggie, but mm-hmm. we'll get to that in a sec. Um, so our first live Q&A session is coming up on, just in a couple of weeks' time, on February the 18th.
1: Yep, at 8 o'clock.
0: 8 p.m. Sydney, Sydney time. time. Yep. yep. So anyone that signs up will have instant access to that and anything else.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you'll get a Patreon shout out if you sign up. So yep. um, when you sign up, we'll give you a shout out and um, on the podcast. Um or whichever, like it'll be on which end on Turns Out She's Psychic that you'll get your shout out. um, And you get extra little episodes where we do book reviews, like our little book club that we're going to do. What's the first book that we're doing? What's it called? Do you want to do that one? Yeah, let's do that one.
0: Oh, God. I don't know the name of it now. Oh, okay. It's an exorcist anyway. It's about an American exorcist. A lady. Yep, a lady. Mm -hmm. And she talks a bit about. The Cecil. There's a whole chapter at the end of that for anyone that's listened to. Turns out it's haunted. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's yeah. like uber creepy, mm-hmm. and it's actually a really easy read, but it's taken me a little while because it freaks me out a lot, and I <laughs>
1: cannot wait for Trace to have a look. A look at it. I'm excited to read it. Yeah. Take it home with me today. Yes. Um. So there's the book club episodes. There's. Um, there's also stickers, um, tattoos. tattoos as well that you'll get sent out to you. Temporary tattoos. Temporary obviously. tattoos, yes. We're not sending a tattooist out to tattoo your butt. Gotta <laughs>
0: be, be hilarious. Uh. Me first. Um, and Shan wants to do some meditations as well. So oh, I you'll love have that.
1: access to those. Beautiful. So basically, yep. it'll be just be like a mashup of whatever we feel like giving.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Offerings. <laughs> Um, but the link is in the show notes at the end of every episode. So yep. have a look for Support Turns Out Network here. There's a hyperlink. If you click on the here, it'll take you straight to the Patreon.
1: Yeah, and I email. don't want to go on on the 18th and it just be us. Like, I mean, we're going to have fun. Well, that'd but be fun anyway. <laughs> it would be fun, I know. But I would like to see some other people on there and get to meet our listeners. Like, I know we get yeah. a lot of emails from them, but it would be nice to meet them. Yes, and we're going to get to an
0: email from a... Lovely lady, Mm -hmm. a bit later on. Yep. Um, But our topic today, are you ready for that? I am. Okay. Um, So firstly, it's a trigger warning, big fat trigger Mm. warning at the start here. So we're going to be uh, talking about suicide. So if that is an area for you that you feel ready, uh, listen on. If it is not, um, then maybe park this episode and come back to it when you are.
1: Or maybe you could fast forward to a little bit later on in the episode where we talk about um, a reader's email that we've gotten and we yeah. cover her episode. Yep.
0: Actually, when we sort of finish recording and I've got some times, I might even chuck in the show notes the time to, you know, fast forward Great to. idea. So you can have a little listen to the end part.
1: Yeah. Because it's a good one. It is a good one. Yeah.
0: So that might. That, that way, you don't
1: miss out on anything and you get something to listen of- in your ear holes this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: all right, cool. So, well, where are we
1: going to start? Can because- I just say also that I want to um, dedicate this episode to Bob Proctor? Is oh, that okay? Beautiful. Can I do that? Yeah. He's someone who um, I came across, it would be 14 years ish um, ago, and his words changed my life from the minute that I heard them. And he's continued to change my life over the last 14 years. And he passed away um, on Friday night, here Friday night. Um, And it's something that um, it's been, it's given me a really funny feeling in my belly and watching everyone that um, I know that um, he's also impacted on their lives, just tribute their attribute everything to him, it's just been, it's been beautiful to see how someone can have such an impact and Mm. thinking about thought leaders and the new thought leaders that are emerging. It's really interesting to see so many, um, of the, uh, I guess modern day thought leaders now passing on and passing over and through. And it's, it's a bit of a, an interesting time to think about the new, the new and emerging thought leaders that are coming through. Uh, and the ability to to reach more people. You know, when Bob, who was like 87 or something, um, when he was younger, there we didn't have social media. We just had books and uh, that was the main way of being able to communicate and seminars and things. But if you didn't know who he was, you wouldn't pay to go to a seminar and and you'd have to buy the books, but you'd have to know who he was to buy the books yeah. or at least search for, you know, a topic and he would be the guru of that topic. And now we just, we have so much accessibility to so-called gurus or experts or specialists and uh, people who are out there trying to teach things like, cause Bob's famous for law of attraction and the universal laws. And, uh, it, now like every, every Tom, Deacon Harry is a, is a guru or an expert at those things. So it's just, it's, it's, I feel like the uh, the pool is starting to open up again to say, "Hey, we're about to let through on a new wave of of emerging people who have been doing it for a really long time, and now they're going to start taking the stage." Yeah. So just be mindful of the of the fact that this year is going to see a lot more influential people in the spiritual and scientific realms pass on from the human realm from the human plane into the spiritual realms. And be mindful of the new people who are attempting to, to fill those spaces because not everyone is as authentic and as real and as true as Bob Proctor.
0: It's getting a bit more difficult to know where to, to place your trust. It is. Yeah, because like you are saying, back in the day when social media wasn't a thing, to get, you know, to write a book or to get onto TV or onto radio... Um, there's time taken and effort taken to get to that level, and not saying that anyone, that everyone that made it to those certain levels, were Was, yeah. well regarded, but mm-hmm. it would maybe it might have been more likely that if you were the real deal, you'd keep trying yeah, and others would just give up. I don't know. It's too hard. Maybe that's a massive assumption. Yeah, but, but these I, days, when people are self proclaiming their titles, um, and anyone can look like anything. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, And it was funny because I did a – well, not funny, but I've str- I haven't I have been able to do my – because I've been doing Bob Proctor meditations for quite a while and I haven't been able to do it since I heard the news because I just can't. Yeah. I always feel weird. But what I have been getting is timing, 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 and I feel that that is directly related to Spirit Incorporated being a place where I want the, the teachers who are – who haven't their stripes, I want the teachers in there who – who I do trust and mm-hmm. who, who are reputable and people that you can put your faith in in going in that journey, whether it's time, energy, money, mm. you know, hope, whatever it is, I feel that um, the message that I've been getting is very much aligned to being able to facilitate that connection and, and so that people aren't just like flapping in the wind and just going, okay, well... And remember too that Bob's teachings are out there forever. They don't age. It's like Buddha and the Dalai Lama, you know, like the, this, the, these teachings are, are ancient teachings. So just, he might not be here to create new content, but he has got content for lifetimes to come. Mm-hmm. So he's still, it's still content that's relevant, it's timeless exactly Hmm. so maybe you don't need a new guru like maybe you don't need he would never have called himself a guru I'm just using that term so people can understand what I'm trying to say yeah of course. but you know just because someone's passed on it doesn't mean that they're not an influential person
0: oh absolutely yeah
1: Mm. yeah good it made me think though about like what if Tony Robbins died oh my god I think I would like I would grieve
0: yeah like Well, it's a measure of your love, you know, your grief level is because that's how much you loved. It's Mm. almost a price to pay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think because I've had like a personal interaction with Tony and he, it was a direct personal interaction for like three hours. I think it's like, it's different. It's like, he's not just someone that is a mentor that would never know that I exist out there that sees them as like a God. Um, Yeah. Anyway. Imagine anyway. all the
0: people that he's had that impact on oh. and all the people that then are able to be even more direct and um, in, in their approach to everything. It's incredible. Yeah. That's the legacy that they leave behind and it yeah. drives everyone forward.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's very misunderstood by a lot of people.
0: Yeah. Um, but
1: I think people...
0: In his space at his level often are.
1: Yeah. Well, you know how I'm obsessed with cults and true crime? Yeah. So um, I found a new podcast that is uh, called, um, it's a bit culty or that's a little bit culty or something like that. And it's um, The Husband and Wife That Escaped Nexium. Yes. Which is not a spiritual cult, but it's a cult on like um, theory, like theology or ideology. Um, And uh they were talking to one of their guests so they interview other people who have escaped cults uh and <laughs> they had one guy on there who was talking about all these different life life coaching gurus that are out there or whatever yeah. and they're like we're going to do an episode on tony robbins and it's it just makes me feel um like I'm not triggered by it or anything which is interesting but what I am is like, there are so many people out there with so many misconceptions and perceptions that are influencing other people. And if you didn't know who Tony Robbins was and you heard their episode of the cult of Tony Robbins done, like you're going to just, unless you're a free thinker and I would hope many people are, but especially people that are listening to those kinds of episodes, they're, they're against anyone, anything that has a, an organization that has an enigmatic uh, leader but there are so many factors that equal a cult and that's why they're a little bit culty so they get around it by like we're not calling it a cult we're just saying it's got a lot of cultish factors like a little cultish <laughs> cultish uh characteristics yeah which you it does yeah which you can't disagree with no yeah because he uses nlp he uses music he uses yeah. Um, cold, like keeping everyone's temperature cold. Very he deliberate. uses ways to manipulate. Yep. But he tells you he's doing it and he tells you why he's doing it. Yep. And when you leave there. You're not locked in. No. Ever, everyone still has a choice. Correct. You have sovereignty <laughs> and yeah. you have or aut- like you are autonomous. Yeah. You, you, you are not forced to do anything you don't want to do. You can say no. You can say yes. You can say maybe. It's. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, He's this is a whole like yes, said. yeah. And I do want to do an episode on cult, so that is coming. Sure. Yeah, it might even be a double, a two parter.
0: I was going to say just one, maybe even a season.
1: <laughs> all right. <laughs> God, here we go. You love me?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh,
1: I get what I want. Mm, sometimes, <laughs> true, very true. Most I'm sometimes. just saying that, and it's like I'm like manifesting that I get what I want. <laughs> <laughs> you keep telling yourself that. You'll be like, "That's great," but how about we do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, I'm I'm all for it. I like that
0: my interests, you know, broaden when you're around. Mm. My perspective definitely does. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. Mm-hmm. It's all good. All good things. Mm-hmm. And they will be
1: spiritual cults. Yeah. Like, well, they usually are. Well, yeah, on but some level. Yeah, yeah. Not all of them are, but our episodes would, be, would focus on spiritual cults. Yeah. Like Nexium's not a spiritual cult.
0: Mm. Yeah. Anyway, cults are just, yeah, they make me feel gross, just that word. It's like true crime though for me. I find it so
1: fascinating. It's it's fascinating. It's the psychology behind it all. Mm. And that's that's it for me. Mm.
0: It's
1: like everyone listens to our podcast, geeks out on what we talk about. I geek out on what they talk about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Mm. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's control. Mm. So today you've been keen on doing an episode, an episode on suicide for a
1: while. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Uh, I feel like people have a lot of questions about it, a lot of misconceptions. There are a lot of mistruths out there about what happens when we commit suicide to our soul, to our spirit. Yeah, There's a lot of assumptions. There's a lot of fear around what that means to Sadness. A lot of sadness, a yeah. lot of guilt, a lot of shame, a lot of embarrassment um, and I, you know, in my practice over the years, I think that death by suicide and death by cancer by far have been the highest. They've like trumped any other cause of death or reason for death. And I would have to say that on an average week where I would probably read for up to 20 people would be a full week. Uh, I would say at least a third of them would be contacting people or people coming spirits coming through that had committed suicide. So it is a very common... Mm. uh, occurrence. And I think that nearly every single person has had some kind, has been touched by someone who has taken their life by suicide or even attempted suicide. And so how to talk to people about, uh, those who may have attempted suicide, but are in recovery or those who have suicidal thoughts, how to, you know, a lot of the time I will also deal with people who are suicidal. Like that's something that I never expected when it came to doing my job. Uh, I, as soon as I opened my books, I would have two or three people a week saying I'm here because I want to end my life. And I, and I want to, I've got questions. That's so huge. It you, is huge. It's not, two I'm have a never medium. contemplated that. Yeah. yeah. It's and yes, I've got like, I mean, I've attempted suicide myself twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and my son has attempted suicide as well. And it's something that I identify with the suicidal thoughts and the aspects but I'm by no means someone who is um what's the word uh like I don't have the qualifications like I'm not qualified yep. to to you don't deal have the training absolutely it's huge like I understand why why they're like personal experience correct like yep. through experiential yeah experience and I know I know the both of the psychology ends of it from my standpoint yeah. and I know what my twelve years in therapy yes. you know kind of uncovered yeah. and the tools and experience. The way to think about it. And so I'm always very, very clear that with those people that uh that what I am giving is purely one perspective, mm. and that is the spiritual perspective. I might sometimes add in some of my personal perspective through experience, but if you're really here to ask these questions, then I can answer those questions for you from what I know to be true. Yeah, but I'm and do you not responsible. Refer
0: them on do you urge them to
1: seek professional help? Usually, they already are. Yeah, and they're looking for something else because yep. it's not working. As or, well as yeah, yeah, or they don't feel comfortable in talking about these things to their therapists. Yeah, so they come to me or to someone like me to mm. to kind of to uncover that. Conversation
0: and it is a conversation that's getting more and more talked about now. Even in Are You Okay Day, we've sort of progressed from um, asking, Are you okay? and now there's heaps more education on what do you say and what do you do if someone says, No, I'm not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's always talk, don't not talk because you're afraid of what not to say. Talk, yeah, yeah. so it's interesting that that's coming forward,
1: and you know to do it now I feel that it's it's very it's always relevant it's always a relevant conversation to have and a topic to explore but now with COVID and with isolation and with financial and health issues yeah it's got to have yeah I mean I haven't seen the latest figures I'm usually pretty good with watching the latest figures but they haven't they haven't made them as public I guess there's bigger headlines that they're trying to push. Oh, public as in in the media. Yes. Yeah. It's um, always available on the state website. Yeah. Yeah. But usually we'll hear like, you know, suicide rates in far north Queensland or suicide rates in, you know, mm. remote communities or in certain populations of people like yeah. men or yeah. women or this age group. Yeah. yeah. And we'll hear about it and it's often in the news and it's yeah. often reported in the media. But I feel that they've got other other uh points to push at the moment and they're not highlighting that. So yeah. and I don't I mean I I don't I'm not someone who follows the media yeah. or anything. So I kind of see those results through other people's reporting, like people that I follow's reporting yeah, or okay. emails that I get, but I would have to be 100% certain like without a doubt that suicide rates have gone way up yeah, in all demographics.
0: Mm. And also I guess um, someone like yourself working for both sides, so to speak, you would have people wanting to contact someone that they know that has um, completed suicide as well as a connection with people from the other side. So I'm really interested in uh, listening to and learning what you have to say and, and why you want to say it. So thanks so much because it is a big topic and... It can't be an easy one to sit down and address.
1: Well, contrary, actually. Like Mm -hmm. contrary to that, I feel very peaceful talking about it Mm -hmm. Uh, personally. Mm -hmm. The only uh, dis-ease that I have around it would be that I don't want to upset listeners, I don't want to trigger them, I don't want to... um, not be there when they're receiving this information. So yeah, it is a, a big, tricky one.
0: It's a big personal responsibility that you're taking on, I yeah. suppose, is what I wanted to acknowledge.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, what's really interesting about whenever someone, a human comes and they want to connect with someone in spirit who has committed suicide, they, most of the time they'll assume that they're in some kind of limbo and that they're, that they're unable to communicate with them or connect with them. Because they're in some kind of space where it's like you're neither here nor there or you've gone to hell or, you know, lots of false beliefs or assumptions about what happens. Yeah. And so the first thing that I usually do is just calm that down by saying that's not true. It is definitely not true. What actually happens, and and I can only say this because at 40 years old, in every experience that I've ever had with a suicide spirit, a, a, a spirit that has suicide had come through, it has been the same every single time without fail. So I'm only going by what I know to be true in my experience as a medium. Yep. There are differences in the way they come through. Now, I cannot even confirm whether or not they do this as a way of acknowledgement, or whether this actually means that they come from a different space, but they come through backwards. So they don't show their face. Oh, with their back to you. Yep. So yeah. they come, they, they will stand there, just they'll come through in my peripheral, just like ordinary spirits do, but they come through backwards. And they have like a, a veil over them. It's like a it's like a filter. And like a, it's like a, a transparent grey, kind of white, ghostly kind of filter over the top of them. What's the take? What's your take on why they do that? So backwards yep. is um, a representation of shame, and the veil is why I th- why I question. Uh, well, I have two and i and i can't decide i sit i sit on the fence but either way it doesn't matter i guess but the veil i feel could be number 1 that they haven't actually communicated with the human realm because when i speak to them and they communicate the veil drops and they turn around so when you acknowledge them when when we acknowledge them when we acknowledge their truth yep not just acknowledge them but acknowledge their truth but then the veil could also be that other space that other that other space in spirit that they sit in. I don't know, but it's definitely not hell and it's definitely not limbo because they do interact just like everybody else does in their transition. They interact with their loved ones in spirit. Uh When they come through here and say, I bring through your brother who suicided and also your mum who passed away recently, your mum and your brother are able to have a family reunion. So they're definitely aware of each other they're definitely available just like any other soul that crosses over does so there, in in my eyes there is no difference apart from this veil yeah that indicates some kind of communication difference like some kind of extra something that they've got to go through that other spirits who haven't suicided don't have to go through that and also they're turned around so that has been the same for me for as long as I can remember. And I can't even tell you the first time that I had a suicide come through. I couldn't, I I don't know. It's been, I I don't know. Yeah.
0: It's interesting. Is it? Well, I find it interesting that when you choose for your life to end, even when you move on, it looks different from someone like yourself talking to them. Well, They present differently.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the other thing too. How do we know? Because I don't. How do we know that they're not just doing that so that they, so that it's easy for me? So like it's, um, it's like so. So you know how like when a normal spirit or a spirit who hasn't suicided comes through, they the way that I validate who they are ninety percent of the time is by the way they died. They take you through how they died. Yeah. Yeah. And so the suicides, I feel like it's their way of maybe protecting me or maybe it's my guides protecting me so that it's like, okay, I don't have to go through killing myself 15 times a month.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But lots of people die in unpleasant circumstances if they don't do it themselves. So you've got to go through that. Yes.
1: However, the psychology behind it might be very different.
0: Yeah,
1: okay. And so because I I am a professional psychic medium, there are so many different uh, levels of protection and boundaries and morals and integrity that we have. That we have to have really to do the job and because and and, you know there's there's an extra factor too that because I have gone through that headspace multiple times in my life Mm. maybe it's my guides and their guides knowing that that's not for my highest good. So it's protecting you. Correct because I do go through how they died. Yeah. Anyway, most times, like yeah. I know that they 've hung themselves because my mm. legs start to twitch mm, okay. and and shake and start to get all funny. I know that um, I know that they've had a drug overdose because I experience what feels like I'm about to have an overdose mm-hmm. uh, I know when they've either you know choked on their own vomit um, and usually I'll smell the smell of alcohol if they've died of like alcohol poisoning and vomited so there's lots of different mm. elements to this the um, the indicators that all the impressions that I'm receiving that help me very quickly put together what their cause of death is. And whenever I, and, and I'm speaking to them at, at, at a speed that I could have spoken to, to it would, I guess the only way to really describe it is that it happens in like supersonic lightning language. So As what it I'm always does. Right? Yes. Yeah. So I'm speaking to you now, but I could have spoken to them for a whole day by now. Like it's the time is so much faster. So Even though I'm sitting in front of you and you don't know it and you don't see it, I'm speaking to them. And so I'm getting their validation almost quicker than you could think something because I'm one with them in so many ways at that point. And so whenever I make my um, determination or my judgment of how they've died, and this is not just for suicide, this is for anyone that comes through. The validation happens in real time. It's instant. And how I know that they're validating is that things change. They start, they move on about something else. They talk about something else. you've got it. Or I feel something different. So sometimes they will, things will change, but I'll get extra elements to it. So um, when people have been um, murdered or, or may, maybe with suicides, for example, let's stay on, on that example, but with suicides, maybe it was an accidental suicide. Oh yeah. And in which case they're able to then after they show me how they died, it then moves on to the um the the intent behind it. And so I'm very quickly able to confirm whether or not there was it was an intentional suicide or if it wasn't. And sometimes the answer is actually I didn't intend to do it, but I didn't care if it happened. And that's a very, very common response from spirit. Wow, really? That it's like I'd given up. I didn't go into this just going, yes, I don't want to wake up. But it's like I didn't care if I didn't wake up.
0: Yep. And that's often with the drug overdoses. Things into place. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so there is never one that's the same as the other. It's just like people; they're all different. Yeah. Uh, and then. Usually what happens after that is, and so as a professional psychic medium again, and, and I have to keep referring to this because we, when you're a professional, you, um, you, there's like um, ways to move through. It's like interviewing someone, you move through questions, you start off and you develop who they are, how they are, what their story is, why they do what they do, how they do what they do. And then you get into the body of it and then you start to wind down. And it's the same through a session with as a medium. So you kind of, you you know the questions to ask to get the answers that the humans want. So you know the questions to ask to get the answers that your listeners want. So it's like we're interviewing them. So I'll go through how they died, then I'll move on to intention, if if they move on to intention. But then it comes down to show me a little bit about why you got to that intention. So you don't just wake up one day and just go, I'm doing this. So show me a bit of the backstory. In which case I find out maybe that they were sexually abused or that well, even not sexually, just abused. Maybe they they felt that they had demons inside their heads or that they couldn't escape something. Maybe they felt like their money troubles were so bad. So we really start to understand the backstory and then the humans able to validate that for me. I find that when suicides come through that I feel extremely protective of of the person who has suicided, and and I find that usually in a session, um, I will let them speak first, yeah and then I'll have the human speak and I never mean any disrespect by that by that because I know the human is the one that's suffering the most and they've come to
0: you obviously you know Correct. They've, they've well they not that they do anymore since yeah. you're work method has changed um but obviously there's that need from them that has brought them to you so although you're contacting the person in spirit yeah like you say you always say you work for both sides obviously
1: and it's not always the human who who came here voluntarily sometimes the spirit will bring them yes yeah um but ultimately for our listeners to to like understand where i'm coming from with that is um the, as someone who has, who, who has suicided on the other side, their, their final, um, mental awareness was I'm alone and I have nowhere else to go. I can't do this. And so those three things are enough for me to just go, you know what, you are a spirit just like I am. You have a soul. We are contracted. Like there is a contract that I have with you, the person in front of me and the spirit. There is something that connects us together that allows me to be this conduit and this messenger for you to speak your truth. And you're the one, like from the spiritual perspective, the spirit is the one that I believe deserves to be able to have that that um, that closure or that healing that they're not alone and they do get to speak their truth and they have to do it from the truth. They can't lie to me. It's impossible for them to lie. They don't have an ego awareness to lie. So we know they're going to get their truth. Now I could sit here and speak to the human for the first half an hour and let the human tell me their side of the story. It is nine times out of 10 by the time the spirit has spoken completely upside down and changed around. Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm respecting both both people's time. Yeah. But from a divine time perspective and from a healing perspective, like by listening to your spirit, like by listening to your person who was suicided, speak their truth. That's that's healing you. Yeah, and them right. So what Absolutely. happens once they get to explain um, their actions and what led to that? Yeah. So next What's... time they don't come with a veil. Okay. So the veil disappears. So when someone comes, to, when a spirit comes and they're backwards, I will say, and there's no veil, I will say to you, the human in front of me, so is it you who has already spoken to this person since they've passed over or has somebody else spoken as, through a medium or whatever? Has this person already spoken their truth? Because they're not showing me the second the second thing that lets me, or the second indicator that lets me know that this is gonna be the this that I need to speak to them about their truth. That so I they, need to yeah. be the messenger to help them speak. They still come backwards. backing up though. Always backwards. But they without still, the veil, if yep. they have made And usually like usually if they don't have the veil and they come backwards, I just say welcome back. Even oh. if it's not me that's ever met them before. I just say welcome back and they'll turn around and they usually smile. Usually it's straight away or they'll just smile. They'll smile. Yeah, they'll smile. So they show Emotion, yeah. They're happy. They show emotion when they're in their spirit form. They don't. No one. No one that passes over shows any emotion unless they're in their spirit. Yep. Okay. It's interesting to piece together. Mm. And it's so normal for me. Like it's.
0: Well, it's common for you because, like you were saying, it's also. It's
1: also like I'm trying to explain a movie that I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. It's so real. Yeah. And very always the same. Yeah, it is what it is yeah. in your work environment. Like, I think you could ask me the same question in 10 years and I'd probably no doubt answer it exactly the same way.
0: You'd probably like, I'm sure I did a podcast. <laughs> Let's find that. Let's play that back.
1: <laughs> Do I have to repeat myself? <laughs> Nothing has
0: changed. Yeah,
1: timeless. Yeah, and, and that's because it's actually all very simple. It's not as yeah. complicated as what most people make it out to be. It's so simple. Yeah. Is it good for them? Yeah, absolutely. It's good for them to be able to make that contact and heal and... Yeah. yeah. It's good for any spirit to be able to communicate mm-hmm. to the earth realm. That's one of the greatest things I love about mediumship. Yeah. For spirit realm, it's, it's so healing for them and they get to still play a role In their in their humans' lives, yeah, and for the humans, for obvious reasons, mediumship is very healing, yeah, of course. But energetically, you know, whatever this veil is, I know that there is an energetic value to that veil. That when they have been able to express their uh, their story and their intention and their truth, that veil ceases to exist. So it's got to be something healing. It has to be. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that the person in front of me has heard their truth. Like we can repeat it, yeah. but I want to honour the spirit and just recognise that, hey, they've already spoken their truth. So I don't need to necessarily heal them today. So I can focus more on the human. We, the me and the spirit can focus more on the human.
0: Yeah, because I can only make a massive assumption that the human sitting in front of you is having a lot of truth that they... Trying to reconcile. Trying to reconcile, I guess I didn't want to say that they're ready to hear. Um, on some levels they're ready to hear it because they're there, yeah. it's all happening, that ready. Um, but how they might not feel like they're ready or there might be a lot of unpacking to do. There's clearly lots of work. Um, well, they have to live with it.
1: They have yeah. to live with the aftermath.
0: Yep, and, and maybe perhaps for the first time, hearing elements of truth that they might have known but not really known and then hearing it they have to acknowledge it or or it, on the other hand it might be extremely validating and freeing and it might lighten the load i guess it depends on every unique circumstance but at least it's something on some element that
1: has brought them there to unearth some level bring to the light of day mm-hmm. yeah and that happens in general anyway, whether it's suicide yes, contracting true. or yeah. not, you know, yeah. a lot of people will come for a reading, not so much for me, but a lot of people will go to a reading and just not be ready to hear what the, what the messages are. That's not my ends. fault. Yeah. That's not on me. Yeah, I know that. I know that this is all going to make sense at one point. It's, you had an agenda, usually it's the people that have an agenda with what they want to hear and what they're ready to hear. Yep. A lot of people aren't ready to feel the feelings they have to feel in order to go through what they've got to go through. The light and the dark rather than just the la, 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 rainbows, sunshine. Which is why I love doing the mentoring, the spiritual mentoring and the Zenith mentoring. I love it so much because I, I then have their permission to help them with that too. But if they're just booking a psychic mediumship reading, they're not asking for therapy. Yeah. Some people do. They don't ask for it; they just assume that I'm a therapist. Somehow, some way, I don't know. But some people want it without even realizing they want it, and it's just an emotional roller coaster for them in a session, and it's not what they expected at all. But they know it's what they needed. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe that's just me. Maybe it's just the effect that I have. I don't know because it's been like that again for my whole life. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, just is. You're like a spiritual therapist. And I yeah, and I can't even call myself that because I'm not a qualified therapist. But yeah. yes, in bracket, spiritual therapist spiritual. in bunny ears, spiritual, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's yes. a different modality, and
0: it's one that you've trained and um, and developed. It's one that in I love. Only, well, it's in a way that's unique to you because mm-hmm. there's not many people, uh, you know. That do what you do firstly and then do what you do with the level of integrity Mm -hmm. and the way that you honour it. Because let's face it, we've said it lots of times, there's people that have these capabilities that aren't interested, fine, that maybe use and abuse, sure.
1: Yeah. So not
0: everyone like you is like you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Plus I know that like before I started to do this professionally, the – the thing that got me to do it was professionally was because I would be helping people heal. Yeah, but I'm people. Yes, but I'm a psychic medium. So I know that my ability to be a psychic medium is directly linked to healing. Not all psychic mediums are directly linked to healing. They're just not. Yeah. And, or, and they don't want to be. Yes, that's right. You, so yeah. whereas I have this inner like desire to, to it, like I don't feel there's there's nothing else for me to do. It's like that primary purpose. There's lots of other purposes of course, like to be a mom and a friend and wife and sure. a teacher and all those things, but it is like it is a burning like a candle that just burns inside of me that's just like no you've got to you got to help people. It drives you. You've got to help people. Yeah. And I'm not going to just like I can't um pigeon box like pigeonhole myself into just doing it in the in the confines of what a typical psychic medium is it's yeah. just not who I am
0: your whole perspective is different and mm-hmm. and what you want what you've chosen to do with it is different mm-hmm. so
1: and from all of the people that have shown up, like I've never advertised that I deal with people that are experiencing suicidal thoughts or tendencies or whatever. It's not a subspecialty. Absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah. But I know that for some reason their guides bring them to me to experience whatever it is and I know that I've never lost one since. Yeah. So and I know also that I'm not their be-all and end-all. I just know that at that period in time there is some sort of light that I have that they're about to receive that is going to then put them on a trajectory hopefully out out of the headspace that they're in at that time. Yeah.
0: It's huge.
1: It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So that's sort of the whole kind of experience that happens for me as a medium when I when I interact with them. And aside from that there is nothing different. Um what I do know is that in every human lifetime that they have, so every, so the spirit is an expression of the soul and the soul is an expression of the oneness or God or whatever you want to call it. Um, but those who have committed suicide, they are, it's like they're, um, how do I explain it? So in every time they have a human experience, There will be some some kind of imprint on their human experience that involves uh, checking out when their contract hasn't finished. So most souls will have their their spiritual expression into the human experience and they will have a contract that has an expiration date. That sounds really cold, but we've spoken about it before. Like in the spiritual realms, we just call it expiry. That's your expiry date. When you leave. When you leave, yep. when your body expires. Okay. When your human body expires is this date. Like that, yep. that vessel, that human vessel, it it has an expiration date, to like to the talk. milk in the fridge. Yeah. Like it, it will rot afterwards and it will make you sick if you stay in it, like yep. you can't. Yeah. Um, so the human expiration date, i.e. human body expiration date, is this date. Now there is something between all of this, the spirits that I've experienced that have committed suicide that – leads me to understand and believe that um and and i'll explain that in a second if you can remind me but sure that in every time they have a human expression that they will always opt to leave prior to their contracted human expiry date so their spirit chooses to leave their human experience before before it can every time every time except the what what kind of, what I have, and I think as I get older, like ask me when I'm 80 and this will be something that I'll have more insight on, I feel. I will get this opportunity to ask you yes, when you will. 80. <laughs> you will. Okay. Um, or any surviving listeners out there. <laughs>
0: any surviving <laughs> um,
1: listeners. That um, the severity of the, of the opting out lessens. The severity of it. Yeah. So like the, I guess the suffering prior to the opting out are oh. uh, lessons as, it, as, as the soul evolves. Okay. So the whole reason why we're here is for our soul to evolve. Yeah. So every time you have a human experience, you learn stuff. Lessons. Yeah. Yep. And so the more light you take back with you, even though you're still choosing to opt out, the more light you take back with you, the less suffering you will experience prior yeah. to the checkout. Yeah. And, and I think it's only, it's only because I haven't well, lived well. long enough in this human experience, and maybe I never will, to be able to validate this or to confirm this, but I haven't lived long enough to be able to meet someone who has had two lifetimes of suicide to be able to have their input on that. It's really just what the spirits are telling me as opposed to like an individual spirit that's telling me, as opposed to having the same spirit or the same soul visit twice in a different spirit. Does that I make sense? You. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I can, I can just grasp what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I can just comprehend it. Yeah. 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 So I hope our listeners are as well.
1: Maybe they just have to re-listen to it over and over and over again until they yeah. get it.
0: <laughs> but if you're saying you're still doing what you're doing when you're 80 and you have had the privilege, let's call it, yes. of... Connecting with a spirit that has gone through that cycle a couple of times, well, and checked out a soul, out a soul that has had a human experience, which is the spirit. So on two different,
1: yeah. So lifetimes. a soul has has um, expressed itself in a spiritual being, yeah. and that spirit, which is unique to Laura, mm-hmm. has had. I'm about to kill you off again, you but I'm going to I'm going to even like kill you Kenny off in twice in one go. Yeah. <laughs> chocolate salty bowls um so your soul has expressed it in the spirit of Laura, and it's having a human experience and say at the age of 25 you commit suicide i check out yep and so i meet you tomorrow at work yep and then say you reincarnate and so your soul sends another spirit down and that spirit's name is eloise Mm -hmm. and eloise has a life and at 18 decides to check out and commit suicide so younger though well, Young whatever. Whatever. Oh, okay. I'm Doesn't just saying. So it's in my lifetime. I'm yep. like trying to get yes. so 28 plus. Shorten it down. 25 plus 18. Got I'm you. like, okay. So I'm 70 one day and I'm sitting here just chatting to someone about spirits in whatever. Yeah. And then a spirit comes through and they're able to show me yep. that because I've already met Laura's spirit, they're able to show me that. That twice twice. They're able to well they're able Eloise would spirit and Laura's spirit would be able to be there together. But they would be able to tell me together that they come from the soul and that they are a suicidal loop. Loop sort of thing. An early checkout. Before your human expiration, your your human experience expiration yep. date,
0: and in essence, what you were saying before with the lessons, the severity of the checkout, so Laura would have had more suffering, more pain, yeah. than Eloise would have,
1: yeah. Like okay. for example, and I'm not trying to lessen. And please know this: that anyone who who anyone who needs to hear this, um, I'm not trying to lessen one's problems. No, over another's sure but let's just say that say Laura had grown up in a family where she was physically mentally and emotionally and sexually abused and yeah. tr- like sex trafficked horrendous. horrendous horrendous yeah yeah and then say Eloise um maybe she embezzled money and was finding out that she was about to go to jail for the rest of her life didn't want to do that yeah yeah okay so does that make sense? I mean, both yeah, uh, both are totally valid, you know, reasons to be suffering. Yeah, and I don't want to lessen Eloise's experience of suffering. No.
0: On that spiritual lesson, standpoint, trauma yeah. one is much louder than the other, and traumatic. Yeah, yeah, um, and and very uh, intense. I think we can agree that there is a spectrum of trauma.
1: Oh, of course. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, absolutely. you know,
0: each experience. Yeah,
1: but yeah. for one person, like if someone's saying, hey, my my husband committed suicide because we had financial problems and he couldn't cope, I did not want to, you know, lessen. Of course. Or soften in any way or disrespect in any way that experience. Yes. Um, and to say that that's not worthy of your, your husband yeah, okay. doing that, I mean, it's ultimately suicide ultimately occurs is because they feel they are backed into a corner and there is no else to go. There's
0: no other way.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Whoa, so heavy. So heavy. Mm. But I appreciate you bringing that to the table and I appreciate um, you, again, d- doing the work and for both sides.
1: Mm. It's a lot. It is a lot. And I think, you know, without naming names and obviously um, client, confidentiality applies. Uh, but I, a few years ago I had a client who I'd never met before and this person came and they wanted to know about whether or not their future plans were what they should be doing. So they had just lost a family member and they were now alone and they were going to, they were Australian and they were going to go overseas Uh, and they were going to spend all their money. They were just going to live life because they had spent the last few years caring for this person who had passed away. So they wanted to go. They wanted to meet some friends that that live overseas. They wanted to see some sites and go to places that they used to go to when they were younger when they travelled but haven't been back to. They just wanted to do some heart healing. And I kept receiving a message from their guides saying, um... That they, I would see like the map of where this person was planning to go on their trip. And when they got to a certain place, so say it's like Texas or like Nashville or something, they get to a certain place and what I would, was getting was don't go there because there's going to be some kind of environmental disaster or some kind of environmental impact that's going to either keep you there and you'll be stuck and you won't be able to get out, uh, and it will derail everything else. Or, um, so you you had to, or you could go there, but you would be stuck. So it was like, if either just reroute. So instead of going, instead of going that way on your trip, go the other way on your trip. So then you're there and you're going to avoid that environmental um, disaster. And so much more came out in that reading, but this person left and then it was within a week that I received an email from that person and they said, you didn't know this, but you saved my life. And I kept reading and I'm thinking, oh gosh. And I kept reading and they said that environmental disaster that you spoke of was intentional. So they had planned to go to a place intentionally where they had studied that they would be able to go to this certain establishment, walk outside the door and within 16 minutes freeze to death and they they were going to take their own life through freezing to death. But you couldn't see that. No, I couldn't. When they came to see you even though that was an intention. Mm -hmm. Which there are so many factors as to why I didn't see it. Yep. In this case I know why I didn't because I ended up working with this person for quite a while. Yeah. But this person told me that they did everything to make sure that I didn't know their truth. Oh, okay. So it was their own boundary. Yeah. yeah.
0: And plus yours because you often speak about you yes. having no desire to see those things. Yeah. It's not something that you do. Yeah. You can to see do, the end but of people's lives to, yeah.
1: including suicide. Yeah. 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 Um so uh Yeah, and, you know, this person, and I said, why that way? Mm. Why? Why? I'm curious, why? And this person said, because um, it would appear to be an accidental death and I didn't want my family, my surviving family, to think that I had tried to take my own life. Wow. I didn't want them to have to live with that burden. Gosh. So suicidal people can be very calculated they can it cannot be something that they it can be something that they don't just wake up in the morning and just go i'm done i'm out it can be something that puts it's like six months of planning yeah with this greater like not great but this um spectacular exit that they have planned that that has got planning down to it's all the way down to like the degrees and the time that it will take and what level of clothing this person would have to wear in order to make it more likely that they would go sooner rather than later, um, where to go so that they would likely not be found by someone in time and, and then what would be the consequences of hypothermia and, you know, it, there's a study behind this person's exit strategy was next level. Yeah. So I've experienced a lot.
0: It can be all of it. Yeah, on both sides. Not forethought.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We're all we're all
0: different. So they.
1: sometimes people's stories can be really complicated. So if you're gonna to go to a medium and you're going to attempt to connect with someone who has committed suicide, just know that their story like no one would have ever been able to put that story together for this person. Like how would anyone have ever have been able to have known that he had planned that? Which was the whole point. Exactly. And so when you receive information from the medium that's coming from the spirit, you have to trust that it's the truth, that it's, that it's the spirit's truth, regardless of how fantastical it may seem. Or how or you how,
0: feel about it, hearing it. Or how it.
1: simple it may seem. Like, why would you want to commit, your, commit suicide just because, you know, your wife left you or your husband left you? Like, why would you want to do that? Like, life can go on. Not everybody has that same fortitude or that that same feeling or that same level of worthiness.
0: Yeah, we're all so different.
1: Yeah. There's so much acceptance in suicide, it's not even funny. Like, that is the biggest lesson that people who are impacted by suicide, um, whether they're the suicider or the person, the people that are left behind. And the people that are left behind are that's one of their lessons it's their greatest lesson wow yeah and the people that suicide they're one of their greatest teachers they're contracted to them for that yeah it is huge acceptance is a big tough big 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 lesson
0: yeah and there's many ways to learn it i suppose heaps far out anything else (laughs) i don't know do you have any other questions Uh, I can't think of any. I think I was just asking as we went along and I just really want to iterate to our beautiful listeners that if you're struggling with this episode, um, I will link, of course, to Lifeline in the show notes and know that there is help out there and I really urge anybody that wants to get in touch with us or a loved one, um, reach out to many people and and tell them that you love them and and that you care
1: Mm -hmm. no matter what. And, yeah.
0: And just told that because, you know, this is is a heavy subject, um, but a necessary one. And I like to think that our listeners are the people that that are doing the work and that are prepared to do the work. But some days more than others, it can be, you know, easy or not so easy to move forward in that. Shit up a hill on some days. Oh, absolutely shit up a hill sometimes. So, you know, wherever this episode finds you or lands with you, we hope that you are taking good care. Of yourself and and others. Yep. And go gentle.
1: And there are people out there who can help you if you need it.
0: Absolutely. Never alone. Mm -hmm. So after that, we're going to change pace altogether. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to read out a listener letter. And has, I feel
1: like it's a bit of a like a, a sandwich so like we yes. start off with Patreon we end yes. with Katrina's story yeah and then in the middle we just like load up that sandwich
0: it was it was loaded yes yeah. so loaded potato yeah like a, a big potato <laughs> um but thank you Katrina for writing in and um I'm just going to read it out in entirety Tracy okay. and I were discussing what to do but I'm just gonna just gonna go Yeah. Hi, Tracy and Laura. Firstly, I just wanted to thank you for all the time and energy you both put into making. Turns out she's psychic. I feel like I have found a part of me that was missing. I am only a new listener and I look forward to listening every day. It is my special me time. I'm a chronological listener. Another one for you, Tracy. And currently coming to the end of season two. I have enjoyed starting from the beginning as I have grown with the podcast. I don't think I was ready for some of the later topics until I spent time comprehending the basics first.
1: That's why we did it that way. Mm -hmm. And that's why you must listen in chronological order.
0: (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do when I have to wait a whole week for one episode. Ha ha. Sorry about that. We, we,
1: we would do more if we could.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If, <laughs> if
1: this could, could be our full-time job, I think Laura and I would be, yeah, yeah okay, cool. Absolutely. Like, when do we start? Who's going to pay
0: us? <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate, Tracy, sharing your knowledge and experiences. I also appreciate the scientific side that you add and the integrity you uphold because I have full trust in you. Me too.
1: I'm not a cult leader
0: no well
1: (laughs) kind of anyway just cultish just a bit bit culty yeah
0: I know you Lara are the normal one I love that that's in bunny ears as you both say (laughs) haha of the podcast but you were just as important to the podcast as Tracy because I relate to you I am new and naive to these areas and I feel as you grow in knowledge of these areas I do too you ask the questions I want to so thank you
1: she's very good at
0: I'm totally happy being vulnerable and naive. And normal. And normal. (laughs) I think being naive and vulnerable for me is like a superpower. I used to be embarrassed and I still am slightly, but now I'm just like, I'm just going to own that and Mm. ask anyway. Um, I'm writing in because I have been listening over the past two months. I feel like I'm becoming more aware. Woke. Ha ha. Yeah. (laughs) So woke. (laughs) And I've started to take notice of signs and feelings. Welcome to the club. As I haven't necessarily explained this before, I don't know if it is my mind playing tricks on me or if it is real. I was wondering if Tracy could send me some validation so I can grow to trust my intuition. I was also wondering, Larry, if you have experienced any growth or psychic abilities since you become woke. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get Maddie to beep that word out. <laughs> <laughs> no. Since you become beep nope 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 it stays
0: in my house. I have felt a presence before, but brushed it off as nothing. I mainly felt this present in my da- presence in my daughter's room. It has recently felt more prominent. I have never felt that my daughter was in danger, but I often feel like someone, maybe a he, could be near her in the cot. At night when she cries I never stay and try to put her back down. I pick her up and put her in bed with me as it usually is at this time. I feel the presence. Is this just my head playing tricks on me in the dark? Oh, God. One night recently I was trying to turn my bedroom light off and it wouldn't work. Then suddenly... At the same second the light finally turned off, the metal cage that sits around the blades of the fan jumped off the stand as the metal fan spun round.
1: Stop for one second. Do you know that this exact same thing happened to me in my office on Thursday? Ooh. Exact same thing.
0: Okay. That is crazy. Super creepy. The pedestal fan was about two metres away from me. She actually sent a photo of that too. Did you see that? Yeah. Okay, cool. It made a, a huge loud noise and I've never jumped so high. I can imagine. <laughs> I would have peed a bit. Immediately I thought it was this spirit playing tricks on me. After I calmed down, I told the spirit that he was not welcome in the bedrooms of the house anymore. This information has been coming through to me as a feeling in my stomach. Please tell me is this me developing some sentience? or is it all in my head? I can take the truth. Please tell me if I'm
1: going crazy. <laughs> well, sweetheart, if you're going crazy then I am the leader of the asylum crazy
0: cult. <laughs> I also just had one other question for you in regards to my job. I am a teacher and I have noticed an increasing number of students each year who mm-hmm. have extremely high anxieties. I have strategies which I use to help these students. But is there anything else I can do from an energy point of view to support them at home and in the classroom? We do mindfulness breathing Teachable moments during the learning and help students to develop an awareness of their emotions and triggers, but sometimes I feel like it's not enough. Is there anything else spiritually that I could use to supplement my usual strategies? Thanks again for all you do. Much love to you both. Warmest regards, Katrina. Katrina, what a freaking awesome teacher you are.
1: You have to read the PS. This is the first time I have written into anyone as a fangirl.
0: (laughs) 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 Katrina, yep. Thanks for writing in. Yeah. I'm going to you. serve it over to Tracy in a sex, in a sex, in a in sex, a, in Ooh, a a, uh, Yeah. Thanks for being an awesome teacher. Your students are so lucky to have you. And thanks for adding that in, in, in the email that you just want to know just this one little thing, but it's such a huge thing that huge. could make a um, massive difference to your students. So awesome for getting in touch.
1: Mm-hmm. Over to you. Well, Tracy. are you going to read Katrina's reply? Oh, if you have you it up, to? you can because okay. I don't have it. So we just, as with everyone, it sends through an email. Just so you know, we make sure that we read it, and usually it's Laura that writes back. um And we'll just ask permission to share if we're going. If we feel that it's one that could be really a good teachable sure email on the site on the, on the on the huh, which oh. this one is yeah, it this is fantastic. Yeah. So we get permission first. So. Laura wrote an email to Katrina the other day and just asked for her permission. And Katrina has sent us an email back, which I want to read because she's since done some things since she sent that email. So hi, Laura and Tracy. Thank you for the reply. I am happy for you to read anything from the email at all. I am just grateful that you have offered to give me a small bit of your time and energy. I know you are both very busy women. I have attached a photo of the fan so you can get a better idea of what I was talking about when I wrote the protective cage, bounced off the stand and onto the moving blades. I have since saged the house and placed some black tourmaline on the architrave of my daughter's bedroom door. And I have been feeling much better. So she obviously listened oh, to an right. episode. Yes. It turns out she's psyching since I haven't felt this presence in the house since, but to have validation that this isn't just all in my head would be amazing. The scientific side of my brain keeps telling me that it could just be that I subject myself to these ideas. So now I feel uneasy in the dark, but my heart and gut is telling me to trust my intuition Thank you both very much. I think you guys should get some Tosby stickers made. I'd love to purchase some stickers or merch to support the podcast. Aw, thanks, Katrina. Yeah. Well, merch is on the cards, absolutely, but we just want to get people to see whether or not they want to be in the Patreon first, and the merch would be via the Patreon, I think. That makes sense, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So when our Patreon gets up, we'll start thinking about some merch. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, and we, it, it's an affordability thing too, I guess. Um okay so yes black tourmaline inside the bedroom inside the architrave of your daughter's bedroom um all of the all of the rooms i'm hoping that she's done all the rooms especially if there is an energy that's that she feels quite strongly about she's definitely not crazy and no. it's definitely not all in her head and there definitely is a uh, a male energy there's actually two
0: Wow! Bang on, Katrina. Yeah.
1: So it, there's two male energies. One is um, one is like what what we would kind of uh, assume would be like a grandfather energy, and he's his energy is very protective and supportive, and definitely not one to be afraid of. But this one would feel different to the other one because the other one, and this is going to sound. So super fucking scary, but I I, I want to say it and then I'm going to explain why I'm saying it. But it's more of a predatorial energy in okay. terms of that it is looking to take energy. Oh, okay. So it's not trying to hurt or it's not a predator. It's, it's just it's an energy. E- correct. Okay. And so in the baby's room, it's where most of the highest energy sits. So the grandfather type, now I don't believe this grandfather to actually be biologically related to anyone in the home that's alive. Right. It is just a spirit that we would sort of categorise as that kind of, for a human to think about what kind of a spirit this is, it's that kind of spirit. It's a nice grandfather and he's quite tall, a nice grandfather figure who would want to protect and care for and nurture Love. Yeah. Yep. as opposed to, you know, any other kind of, creepy grandpa or a naughty grandpa or dirty grandpa or bad grandpa. I've been yeah. seeing all these new movie titles. Yes. Like what? Um, so, and um, that spirit you'll feel different about, you'll kind of feel comforted and you'll feel relief. Now, if th- there is a big difference between, and, and when you've got two entities, and I don't really want to call it an entity, when you've got two energies, Um, in specifically in one space, um, sometimes when the, the lower energy, the negative, the predatorial energy leaves, which it will with the black tourmaline and after the sage and things like that, it may come back, which I'm going to help with in a second, but when it leaves, just be mindful that that feeling of, I haven't felt anything since, Find out whether, or like try and sit in it, Katrina, and see whether or not what you're feeling is actually, you no, know, I feel actually really at peace and calm and nurtured because that actually might be the presence of the other spirit and you're just, what you're doing is the contrast of it, you're missing the other contrast. And so what might feel normal is actually the entity of the, the grandfather spirit who is quite protective and nurturing and kind. Okay. So if you feel that instead, it's just him protecting and just,
0: like a guardian yeah
1: kind of yeah um why why they're both there um can be lots of things but i i truly believe that um that the the predatorial one is quite young um, probably like mid-20s um and from what I can gather, this spirit actually had some kind of very nearby to Katrina's home, has had some kind of motor vehicle accident, likely a motorbike, um, hitting a tree, but um, the the reason why they've hit the tree or the post or something that they've hit was because of another person's stupidity on the road. So it wasn't at – they weren't at fault. Like it kind of – they were ran off the road or they were caused to have this accident. And so they've got this level of, um, uh, they're not, accept- it's like they haven't walked to the light. So they're not stuck um, because spirits technically aren't stuck. Um, but it's like they're, they're choo- they can't, when we go through our transition, we go through our physical detachment, our emotional detachment, our mental detachment. He can't detach. So he's trying to gather as much energy as he can to be able to communicate with his loved ones, to let them know that he, this that he didn't do this on purpose, that this wasn't oh, his fault okay. and that the person, that the people that are responsible for his death, their justice has not been served. So wow. it's complicated, but yeah. that's, that's everything. When I connect to his energy, um, I wanted to just make sure that, you know, if he does come back, that we're able to. That we can give Katrina what she needs to be able to help that spirit move on, yeah. rather than to have a personal to keep, thing yeah, about yeah the her baby, baby or anything or her or there's nothing it's she can do. Energetic, but, yeah. Thing. Like ultimately, yeah. you want to you want to solve the root problem rather than have to keep fending it off every time it comes back. Like Correct. you don't want to have to keep protecting yourself. You just want to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, and so the best thing to do is to be able to outside that door, um, leave like a leave like an offering or something. That lets this spirit know that you know the truth, and that um, that that you will do what what you can do for this spirit moving forward. Um, and it depends on how much you want to take on. Like some people are fascinated by it, and Katrina might get on and like Google, you know, young male who was in a motorbike accident and hit a pole or whatever, sure. and you know, details like and she might be able to do her own investigation and whatever she wants to do. I don't know. Some people might want to do that. I know I probably would want to do that. Like yeah. curiosity would get me. Um, but you could also say like, um, you could also just chat out loud and just say, so this is what I've heard. If this is your truth, it's okay. You can let me know. Um, and um, it's just about placating. But ultimately we don't want him being there is a predatorial energy and stealing the baby's energy cuz it can just make the baby irritable, baby cannot sleep. It's probably why the baby's waking up at that time yeah. in the middle of the night. Um it Could can go at her front door and uh, say
0: these things and like outside the house.
1: Yeah, uh, if the ba- if the energy is only in the baby's room, we just need to do it at the bedroom door. Oh, we don't need to okay. go to the front door. Yeah. Um and that can change, so don't I don't want everyone to think that that's a blanket rule. Um, and then the older gentleman's energy, like it's up to you if you feel fine with it being there. If not, you can just say, thank you for being here whilst this other energy was here and we really appreciate it, but we're okay. If you leave now, they're not going to get offended. They know when, when they've done their job and he will come back just like that. If he needs to be back there again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's really nothing that that Katrina's done, or something, anything wrong with the baby, that, or anything different about the baby that makes it. It's just that it's just it's very close by that this accident has happened, and recently,
0: or well, probably you know? at
1: the same time as her baby was born. Oh wow! Okay. And so there would be this awareness of a light for this spirit to go to that. To that light, it's an energetic. Correct. I like you. Like you, yeah. you
0: always say it's an energy thing. It makes it sound so simple, and sometimes it's so complex. But when you just look it at is it, simple. An
1: energy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So, um, like complexity, like is there in terms of what sure. is actually happening, why he's
0: there, and yeah. what he's trying to do,
1: and yeah, yeah, um, and and how he's able to. Yeah. Like, I, I, I do But yeah. um, but yeah. So there really is nothing apart yeah. from, um, knowing this will make it better. Yeah. Um, and just speaking out loud and just saying, you know, like, I appreciate that. And I'm sorry, this has happened to you. And this like being here and taking the energy. It's not going to help you. And it's not okay. No for baby. Nope. And yeah. instead just talk, talk him through it. Just be like, you know, um, I'm really sorry that happened to you. And I, I feel that you know, it's really important to you that justice is served and that that people know your truth. And it will come out. It will come yeah. out. But the way he's trying to go about it, he doesn't know any other way. Yeah, he's so just it's doing what he... Correct. It's not like they've got... He's got like... They never have like a, an agenda to hurt. Yes, the agenda. I think mm-hmm. that's the word that I was after. He doesn't realise that it's
0: detrimental to the baby's sleep patterns or anything else. Mm-hmm. But he will now when she talks to him about not okay to do that. Yeah. He'll stop.
1: Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. And so she'll probably feel that again. So that clairsentience, you are right, Katrina, in terms of that gut feeling and feeling, you feel, you sense the spirit by feeling it through your gut. That is clairsentience. Um, To to improve that, I guess, or to develop that would be to sit down and try and do it with humans first so that you're not freaking yourself out. But instead just try and maybe like when your partner comes home from work or if you've got other children or... The kids at school or whatever. Try and feel what they're feeling, um, and and see whether you can gain any kind of intelligence through what they're feeling, and then you'll be able to find words better to speak to them. So now on to the teaching. Question. Yeah, the teacher side. Yeah, and teachers are so beautiful these days. Like they. Oh my goodness! <sighs> what they teach in schools. More and of just, that, please. Yeah, and just the last two years, the 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 way that teachers have stepped up. Yeah. It's just, it. Oh my gosh! I'm Blast glad I'm not a way. teacher because I would be a terrible teacher. Oh, I couldn't of kids. Do it. Uh, so I'm just like you guys are yeah. worth everything. Whatever that you need, you, get. you can have it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. If I was the prime minister or the the. Minister, the, the, what are they called? Premier? President. You'd be getting it all. <laughs> yep. Um, So one of the other things that I can suggest would be uh, the My Energy Bubble exercise, which is where, say, and I don't know how old they are, but I've got a feeling that I'm kind of looking at primary-aged kind of children, maybe around the year three mark for Katrina. But um, maybe you could get them all together and you could start um, giving emotions colors, and thoughts, colours. And so say, for example, if one of the kids is feeling alone and that nobody likes them, and so their anxiety is through the roof because they're feeling on the outside, then maybe they want to give that that colour, um, maybe they want to assign the colour green. And so, okay, that's what green means. So who's feel? who else is feeling green? And so we can start to give them more language because often it's a language thing that they, they, want help but they don't know how to say it and maybe they're too embarrassed to say it in the ways that they've been told because if they're not too embarrassed then they would be using what they've got so if they are too embarrassed we just need to give them more and the color thing is universal everyone knows colors if they don't know them they can see them yeah um and if everyone in the classroom for example is on the same language of colors then we can also and, and once you've done that you want to kind of at the beginning of the day say, right, everyone go to their colours. How are we feeling first thing in the morning? So say you've got three kids over on purple that are feeling super playful and energetic and, you know, just want to interrupt or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, you got those kids. Interrupting purples.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Interrupting purples. And then say you've got the, like the, Tired, don't want to be at school, had a really bad sleep. Yeah, unenthusiastic. You know? Yeah, they're the blues. Uh huh. And so you've got seven over there. And then say you've got the greens that are feeling a little bit alone. And then say you've got the oranges that are, no, I'm ready for school. Like I'm switched on. I I'm want ready. to learn maths today and science. <laughs> yeah. And I want to put my hand up the Hermione Grangers of the oh, nice. the, Hermine, the Granger oranges, the oh, orange Grangers. beautiful. So you can do something like that. So then everyone kind of knows how everyone's feeling. Yep. Because we're in the Colours Plus, we can look around and realise we're not alone. Yeah. I'm not the only person standing in green. Yeah. And just a hint for the teacher, if, if you notice that there is only one child standing in green, go and stand with them in that green so that they're not alone. Okay. So you know what? I, f- I feel a little bit like that too, even if you don't. Just yeah. lie. <laughs> I, I know green. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what? Or do you know what? This morning, my daughter was in green too. Yeah. So I'll come and stand with you. Because then I then maybe you can help me help my daughter too. Because it'd be like it'd be like I'm helping my daughter because she's at school by herself, and
0: yeah. maybe
1: we can hang out together. It's a so nice tool. It is a great tool, but it's also the next level of that is being able to um, is being able to have each of the children that are standing in their color pay close attention to who's standing in those other colors, and teaching them how to maybe behave with the people that are standing in that color. So, hey, interrupting purples, how do you think that the blue sleepy kids that really don't want to be here and maybe had a slow start and are feeling a bit irritable, how do you think that being interrupting purple energy is going to affect the blues? And hey, blues, how do you think that's going to affect purples? And so it's taking it, how do you think you are, hey, Jimmy over there, how do you think you're going to affect Bella over there and Bella, what do you think that did to poor Jimmy over there? You know, like it's it's sort of taking it away from them and making it something that is a universal little language that they can understand. And what I find is this really helps in families as well. So if you've got lots of kids or kids all around the same age, it's the colours is what they live for. Then what you can do also is you could also try the crystal crystals and um Crystals and uh, like onesies. So crystals could be that instead of making them go stand in the corner of the colours of the room or whatever, you could just have a pile of crystals that are the colours Yeah. and they have to hold on to that crystal. But this gives them the ability at the end before they go out to recess to be able to maybe up and go, okay, I'm not really sleepy anymore. I've actually turned into a silly hyper mood. So I'm going to put it down. I'm going to pick up a purple crystal. Yeah, And so at all times they can show... And everyone knows that, hey, it's purple crystal. I'm communicating to you how I feel. And so you can come up to someone and they can show you what color crystal they are. And you just know that, you know what, I'm probably not the best for you right now, Mr. Blue over there. So I'm going to go and find someone else who's maybe an orange or a purple or a red or whatever. So it's just a a cute little way. Um, Maybe even for children who have like, um, maybe not the whole class, but maybe just like a, a certain select group of kids that maybe have quite like a lot of difficulties or difficulties expressing or even getting along with other people. It might just be for... uh, Have their own colour chart. Yeah, um, and then the onesie is another one too. Where with their anxieties that um, they you can imagine you can teach them how to do like a light bath. So it might be wash away what's not mine, and you can imagine a rainbow dumping on top of your head, and all the colors come down, and it just washes you away. And you could just do, you could even like do put music on and make it fun or whatever, or even peaceful depending on what you want to do. But just wash it all away, and then when it's all washed away, you put a onesie on, which is going to protect you from any more coming in. So it's just what you've got. So obviously it's altered and can be tweaked and whatever to what's going on in the day and teachers are the best at that. Um, but I hope that those three strategies might be able to help Katrina and anyone else that's listening with their kids or yeah. school or whatever. Do Because you, you wrote a little children's book. Is that still on your website? No, no. but um, if anyone wants it. <laughs> Sorry, any, Katrina. <laughs> yeah. If anyone wants it, just send us an email at to yep. psychic, T-O-S-Psychic at gmail.com and I'll send it to you. So it's a little children's book all about yeah. my
0: energy bubble yeah. and the colours and yep. what you've described pretty much but in yeah. longer.
1: Yeah. And so I wrote that for my son oh, when he was about little. to turn 14, so like when he was five. Yeah. So it's old. It's just um, a way of describing. Yeah. And it's very process. basic. Yes. It talks about like it having... It needs to be basic though. Yeah. It, it's
0: a basic principle but uh-huh. very effective as a tool,
1: especially yes. in a classroom. Yep. So it it just talks about like force fields for boys or girls or whatever and crystals and onesies and stuff like that that are very child-friendly language but it helps... Parents understand what's happening for their children, even for themselves, but it gives and it gives language that both child and parent will be able to understand the same thing and be on the same page. But obviously since I've written that, my kids have grown, I've had so many people speak to me about this topic that these three strategies that I've just told Karina, Katrina um uh, things that have come up over the years that I'm like, okay, well, let's brainstorm. We need to we need to take this into a classroom yeah. atmosphere. How can that look like? And they're the three ones that I see that most people enjoy to use and yeah. find it easy to implement. It doesn't cost much to be able to do that. Um, you know, I remember reading um, in what you wrote before. Is
0: I think you mentioned in some way, shape, or form what to do or what happens when another bubble gets stuck to yours, another yes. colour gets stuck to yours and how to, how to stop that or just picturing why your colour yeah. might be changing. It might be because you've changed it, it might be because so, someone else has changed it. Yeah. So it just builds on that um, element of self-awareness even from such a young age as to why am I feeling different now as opposed to mm-hmm. – and that could be good or it could be bad.
1: Yeah, so it's but like – and so what, are, what you're referring to is like um, – so say for example you're blue – and you're feeling tired and whatever, not really present, half asleep. And say, I am orange and feeling really focused and ready to learn. And so say at recess, you and I hang out together. And then when you come back from recess, I'm the teacher and and I come up to you and I just say, Hey, you look like you're a little bit more awake. And who did you hang out with at recess? And 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 you would say, I hung out with Tracy. What color is Tracy? Tracy's an orange. Okay. So I know that when I'm feeling blue, that when I hang out with the orange type of energy, that it lifts me up. But when I'm blue and I hang out with the purple type of energy, that it makes me silly and I get into trouble. (laughs) Or when I'm blue and I hang out with the red type of energy, it actually makes things worse. I get angry, I get like frustrated, I get irritable and I get combative and defensive and I end up in the naughty corner. Or the naughty chair, or whatever it is that they do at school. I don't time out. Know. Yeah, I don't time know. out. I don't even know what they call it, what well, they're allowed know. to even call it these days. Probably it's like, not, yes. The, the, that place over there, go st- The bad decisions <laughs> corner. <laughs> I'm surprised they're even about to say that. The decisions, probably not. The decisions that do not suit the rest of the room's corner. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so. The corner of change. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, what we try and do when we really strategize it is come down to primary colors. So, like, if we've got, like, blue, so blue and yellow make green. So we would want green to be a good mix of blue and yellow. So green would be a great result for blue and yellows to hang out. But we want brown and we want like pooey colours and we want like dark maroney, yucky colours, like kind of really messy, dirty colours to be colours that don't feel good. So it's like oh, when, when blue and purple mix together, it makes like this really gross colour. Just think makes things more clouded. Correct. Less clear. Yeah. So there's lots of strategy behind it and you, it's not mm. as simple as just going, hey, colours, because then when you do start to mix the colours, you're just like, oh, <laughs> what have I done?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it depends how complex you want to make it. Correct. It's all about And how many kids it. you've got. Yeah, true. Yeah. I just see teachers going to their local Bunnings and stealing colour chart
1: little you know, from the Dulux on. That's so funny. <laughs> get, get your colours. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. I mean, I know how much teachers spend their own money and their own time in being able to help children Yeah. to come up with supplies, crafty ideas and things. So I feel like the colour thing is it doesn't have to cost anything. Like it could be the kids' project where they have to create the – the artwork for the walls that makes it the green corner, the blue corner, the purple corner, and funny pictures that describe yeah. what that what that great colour is it- creative activity. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, thank you. You've provided your letter has provided lots of talk there. Lots,
1: lots of teachable moments and tools.
0: Yep. So yeah, this episode has had it all. We hope it finds you well and safe and doing what you can do and taking care of one another. So we will chat to you next week bye we love bringing turns out she's psychic to you each week at no cost so if you like what you hear please consider supporting the show by donating to our patreon we are a small operation researching coordinating and producing the show ourselves Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the costs of making the show.
1: As a thank you, we'll send you out some Tosby tattoos. We'll give you a Patreon shout out on the podcast. There's a monthly live Q&A, competitions and giveaways, as well as special book and movie review bonus episodes.
0: For more details, please click the link in the show notes. Of course, if you want to get in touch, send us an email at TOSpsychic at gmail.com. We welcome your ghost stories and any questions that you have for myself or Tracy.
1: And we'd love it if you left a review and shared the podcast with your friends and family and give us a follow on Insta at turnsout underscore she's psychic.
0: Bye-bye. Bye.